welcome, and thanks for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us today. Stay tuned for today's sermon. Enjoy, and God bless. Turn over to Philippians, the sixth chapter, and we're going to read. Ephesians, I want to go to Philippians so bad today. Maybe, maybe that's next sermon. Okay, Ephesians, the sixth chapter. Let's start reading at that first verse. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. That is, maybe well with you, and you live long on this earth. And you fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admiration of the Lord. Not with our service as men pleasers, but as bond servants, but as bond servants of Christ, doing the will of God from their heart. With good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men knowing that whatsoever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord, whether he is a slave or free. As you, masters, do the same thing to them, giving up threatening things to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven, and there is no partiality in him. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand and in, e- in the evil days, and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded up your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel for peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, which you will be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. For, and for me, the utterance may be given to me that I may open my mouth boldly to take known the mysteries of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak, but that you all that you also may know my affairs and how I'm doing. Titus, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will make all things known to you. To whom I have sent you for this very purpose, that you may know our affairs and that he may conform your heart. Peace to the brethren and love and faith from the God and Father and the Lord Jesus. Grace be with all those who love our Lord Jesus in sincerity. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you right now for your word. We thank you for what you're going to do today. 
we thank you in advance for the transformation that you will do in each and every one of us, God. Father, we stand boldly before your people, Lord. Father, knowing that you will speak to our hearts and that you will redeem those things that have been taken from us, God. Touch us right now, Father. Touch our ears. Touch our hearts to receive that we'll be better in you, Father, and that in all things that we do that you'll get the glory, that you'll get the honor, and you'll get the praise in the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 It is well. All right, praise the Lord, saints. <laughs> Let's get into this. Listen, today we're going we're gonna to talk from this subject. One final word. We're still going on our series on uh, the journey of a Jesus follower. Now, the letter of Paul has been subject to our study for a few months. Although written in the church of Ephesus, it was also meant to be circulated for others to read. Say us. So this was a very important letter that Paul written. In this book, Paul highlighted the supremacy of Christ. He gives information on the nature of, of the church and how church members are to live in this world in this letter. Paul talks about the believer's call to responsibility. Responsibility. Say responsible. responsible. The mandate for believers to live a spiritual life, a spiritual life, a spiritual life. Listen, I'm going to go off script for a second here. It is important that we not conform to this world, but be transformed. It is important that we stand for who we say we are and not be transformed for who we're really not. We have confessed our sins to God and we said, Lord, you belong to me and I belong to you, but we've got to stand with that same confession. Amen? I can't go outside of what I've confessed. I have to be who God has called me to be. But I cannot allow this world and anything around it to pull me to the other side. Amen? Amen. Paul writes and wants us to be spirit-filled and spirit-led. And finally, in chapter 6, he writes about the believer's responsibility to gauge in spiritual warfare. You gauge in any type of warfare, the whole purpose of warfare is to win. Amen? I'm not going to war if we're not going to win. There's, there's no need to go to war if we know we're going to lose. So we go with the intention that I know that God has given us this thing and we will win. Amen? Just like we do today in team day, we got everybody wearing their different colors. Everybody has a different team. Everybody is representing that team that they want to win. Amen? Amen. But <laughs> everybody is going <laughs> Amen. But one thing is the reality that all of us can't win. There's going to be somebody that's on the top. Some, some, somebody's going to stay on, on, the, on the top. And we know pastors already claimed that his team will win. But we thank God that we can rebuke those things. That, hey, 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 amen. Let's, let's, let's move on. Uh, we have to understand that even though we are, belong to different teams, we belong to different organizations, one thing is a reality. 
that we have the same mission. We're in the same mission. I don't care what colors we're wearing, we're in the same mission today. Ephesians, uh, Paul emphasizes the need for us to live a unified life. He starts out the first four verses, and he's talking to the family. He's talking to the family. I, 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 I wondered why the family, because that's the hub of everything. Before you made it here to restoration, you were with family, amen? So whatever happened while you were at home, we have a tendency not to learn, we, we, we have a tendency not to drop that thing before we get here. So that same spirit that's on us when we was at home, you can smile real good, but it still has a tendency to hang on. We try to look apart, and we come into the area with that same spirit, amen? It's important that we understand that Paul talks about how the parents should treat the children and how the children should do, do unto the parents, and it all for one reason is a unified yes. family. Amen. Unified family. No longer will you be kept captive of doing your own thing, but you are a unified family. You know, when mom used to tell us, you know, I don't want you um, watching TV while you're eating dinner. You know, you're not going to read while you're eating dinner. Put the phone down while you're eating dinner. Why? Because she wanted us to be unified. She wanted us to talk to one another, to be with one another, so that we can grow strong together. Because guess what? I can have a belief, and Isaiah can believe totally different if I'm not engaging him. If I'm constantly engaging myself, it's just me and my wife, and never thought about my child, he'll have a tendency to find his own way. And it might not be the right way. Amen? He gave the children two things. He told them two commands. He said, I want you to obey and honor. Obey your parents and honor them. It's all right. Obey is such a foreign language for a lot of people. Obey seems like it's pig Latin, right? But it's actually in the English language. Obey means to, to conform. You're going you're gonna to do the things that you've been told to do. But if you realize it, it seems like not just children that want to not obey. seems like it's a thing that we have a problem with. God gives us so many things. He gives us so many blessings. And then when he asks us for that very little thing, we're like, mm, it's just not in the plan, God, today. But I'll see you tomorrow. We have to transform our minds and, and, and do those things that children should do first. Because that's who we are. We're all in the body of Christ, right? We're all God's children, right? So obedience should be not just on our tongue, but it should be in our life, our lifestyle. And he also told them to honor, honor, respect. You know, something my uh, mom would always tell us when we go outside our home that we represent the Hill family. I don't just represent uh, Baron on his own, but we represent the Hill family. So everything that you do outside, everybody see it, it goes right, re- directly back to the family. You know, the first thing they're going to see if they see me doing wrong, they're going to say, that's one of them Hill boys. That's one. I know it's got to be that bad twin, not that good one. It was that bad twin. That's the one that did. Yes, I'm a twin. Amen. That's the one that was doing all the dirt. See, we always want to make sure we honor 
that father and that mother so that, I love that part, there were two things. Obey, you don't get anything for obeying. We're so used to getting something. But for you to obey, what does the Bible say? Obey why? Because it's the right thing to do. Sometimes you just got to do the right thing. Well, they're cutting up on me at work. You still got to do the right thing. Why? Because you represent not just yourself, but you are in the body of Christ. So when you want to let that tongue go, you have to arrest it. Why? Because I'm a child of the king. I can't just say anything that comes to my mind. I have to understand that everything that's said, I'll dishonor my father who's in heaven if I miss his way. Honor, respect. It is so simple. And what I love about honor, he said, because I know your children, I got to give you something. So if you honor your father and your mother, that your days will be well and that you'll live long. Amen. You'll live long. It used to be a time where you could look at, at grandma and granddad and they were much, they were older. They were much older. Now it's like, wow, time is cutting back. Seems like we're getting cut a little short here. And it's not because you didn't eat right. It's because you didn't eat right. Sometimes the word of God needs to penetrate your heart so that you will turn around and say, you know something, you know something, devil, you are a liar, you're a defeated foe because the scripture says so. No, you can't have my tongue today. That belongs to God. I'm going to preach his gospel. I'm going to teach. I'm going to pray. I'm going to intercede. I'm going to uplift. I'm going to undergird. I'm going to do everything he's called me to do, and then I'm going to give him the glory at the end. It is so simple for us to just do honor God in our everyday walk. But that wasn't the only one, not just your children, but us fathers, fathers, <laughs> yeah, that was a hard one for me. So fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them to the training and admiration of the Lord. Each gesture of love fosters an atmosphere of unity. Listen, I'm not there to cause my child to be upset every time I turn around. I, I know that I'm the head dog in, 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 the, in the pen. That doesn't mean anything. Because reality is, sometimes my child corrects me. And I have to swallow my pride. There are many times I went to my son and said, you know something? I'm sorry. I missed it. I should have done this instead of that. I, I, I went off a little bit because I'm, I'm a little late for work. But that's no excuse. I owe you an apology. You know what it does for that young man or that woman? What it does is set them up and saying, you know something? Although he or she is flawed, they still love me. They still respect me. So that love that you're giving them at that time is the same love they'll give back to you. You know, it's good when your child said, that's my mom and that's my dad. It's bad when they turn around and say, man, here they come again. <laughs> here they are. Paul wants us to unify as a family. The family nucleus is important to God. That's why he pours so much in each individual so we can come together as a family and we'll be greater than what we were. He also res responds to the bond servant and maid servant. In other words, your workplace. We're in our workplaces, and yes, you are skilled at what you do. You're educated, the whole nine yards. 
But sometimes we have a tendency to just sit back and do just enough to pass, just enough to get over. But as, as Pastor was saying this morning, what if Christ himself was your boss? We'll have a tendency to do a little bit more than we would usually do, amen? You know, if we, would, if we would place ourselves in the place that God wants us to be, I would look at my boss and say, you know something? You deserve more than this. I'll look at that person that I work for and say, I'm going to give you 110% today. Although I may be ill today, I'm still going to give you 100% because I'm doing this unto the Lord. I'm doing this unto him. So it doesn't matter how you treat me today. I'm still going to worship him. I still will praise him because everything that I do, I'm doing unto him. And you'll find out as your day go by, you'll be skipping along and they'll get angrier and angrier because why are you so happy? You just don't get it. It never was about you, boss. It was always about him. You just reap the benefits. And that same thing for that boss. And that's, now listen, those, those requirements are for men and women of Christ. Amen? So we're going to talk to us. Amen? So if you do have that, 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 that employee, you know that employee, that, that one that just want to do their own thing, that one that's never on time, that one that slacks, that one that takes coffee breaks, that one that talks in the cubicles, that one that does everything you don't want them to do. You know when you pay him to do a job, they just don't do it? You still have to treat them with respect. You have to honor them. You have to respect them. And guess what? I believe the more you love on them, the more they'll work for you. It's just some about my boss. He just, man, he's great. He great. He really takes care of us. I don't mind showing up a little early. Amen. That, that is the mark of kingdom work. That's, that's the mark because everything that we do should represent him. I can't afford for anybody to fall short because I'm not where I need to be. I'm cutting up because I'm upset today because it didn't go right at home, because the bills are due, and then this and that. I can't afford that anymore, amen? So I have to be where God wants me to be. Listen, in verse 12, 10 through 12, the final word is be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. In the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil, Amen? He said, put on the whole armor of God. We wear this armor. He says, whole armor. He didn't say just you get to choose, pick in pieces of what you should put on. You have to put on the whole armor. Let me tell you this. In the military, they have you put on when you were deployed and in a dangerous area, you have all this gear that they have you put on. Everybody that, that's been in the military remember that? That gear is the most uncomfortable, heavy thing known to man but you put this gear on as soon as you leave out of your dwelling place and as long as you're away from that place that you sleep you have to have this gear on and this gear is the heaviest thing the most uncomfortable thing the hottest thing in the world but I still have to wear this armor 
this armor is here not just to make me uncomfortable, but it has a purpose. The purpose of the armor as a whole is to protect me. There are certain pieces that are placed on. And guess what? The armor is not everywhere. It's just in the necessity places. Places that are nece- that's a necessity to have that armor on. So no matter how uncomfortable I feel, when I get ready to know that I have to go to the other side to eat dinner, I still got to put this gear on. But I found out that as long as I wear it, the more I wear it, the more it becomes Okay. The more the weight that's on me, it, 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 it seemed like a weight, but I've been carrying this for a while. As a matter of fact, I started to develop a little strength in my shoulders now. I got a little bit more pep in my step in my legs because all that armor is weighing on me, but it's building me while it's weighing on me. Sometimes the armor that you have is not, it's not to tear you down, but to build you up. Because now you become that true soldier. You become that person that God needs you to be. Because if I'm there with all this armor on and I feel weak, the enemy knows you're weak. The enemy sees the weakness that's in you because the armor you have on has not been tried. You haven't had it on long enough. So now you're walking with something that has not been tried. And he said, if I wanted to hit the line, I think I hit it here. Because he sees the weakness. That armor is important. We wear a total armor, and everything that's in there is there for a reason. When you leave off a piece of armor, something is exposed. That area is exposed. When you don't want to do a thing, we have a tendency to complain about it. Why do I have to wear this? Why, Why am I wearing this? It makes no sense. And we try to use this thing right here. And we tried to make sense of it. Why am I wearing it? And that's when God had to say, I'm going to have to sit you down and teach you the ways, my ways. Because in the scriptures that it, it says about the, the armor of God, to put on the whole armor of God. And it says, put on a belt. And the first thing you say, why do I have to wear this belt? I don't need this belt. I don't, I don't see the purpose of this belt. But it says, I need for you to stand righteous. I need for you to be righteous. So I need for you to put this belt on because of your righteousness. Amen. It also says, I want you to put on this, I want you to put on this uncomfortable pair of shoes. Why, why, why do I need to put shoes on? I, I've got some that'll work. You know, some it's time out for us using things that have not been proven. Sometimes we purchase things because they look good. When it's all said and done, it does you no good at all. Where if you had to put on the thing that you were charged to put on, it'll last throughout the rest of your life. But when we put on counterfeit stuff, it falls off of you. We walk, we, we walk around with counterfeit material on and we wonder why my feet has blisters right now. I'm trying to walk this walk you called me to do, Lord, and I put all this gear on, but that has not been certified. I remember being in the desert, and they had, and these tankers had these um, seats that they wanted to put in there, and these seats were expensive, so they couldn't buy them. So what the tankers did is they made their own little seats and tied ropes around them so they can sit in it. And when they sat in it, it was comfortable. Everything was perfect, and they got in a firefighting. And when they got in the firefight, the tank was moving and it was shifting and this and that. 
and the gentleman that was at the gun fell just at the time that he needed to be engaging. Just when he needed to take out the enemy, he fell to the side because the equipment he had was not proven. It was not authorized. We got we to gotta walk in authorized gear. Amen. I, I don't want to wear those shoes because they hurt my feet. We whine and we cry about some things. And God said, just be quiet for a second. Let me tell you. And that's what you have to do to children sometimes. Let me tell you why you got to do this. I'm going to tell you. Not only do he, he wants you to hold, wants you to put on your shield. He wants you to put on your belt. He wants you to put on your shoe. But this is what's remarkable. He told you to pick up a shield. Why do I need a shield? That's your faith. You know something? I put it this way. Without this shield, it's impossible to please me. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So I take on this shield to protect me from what? The fiery darts. Listen, he never promised you that you would not get attacked. Not one time did he promise you that you would not get attacked. But he did say, I'll protect you doing it. You'll never have to worry about it. I'll protect you doing it. And the reason I'm going to protect you is because I'm going to give you everything that you need so you can stand. Every little thing. You've taken that shield of faith and you're going to hold it up and you're going to block those fiery dots. Guess what? People are going to talk. But when you got your shield, it's going to be all right. It's have a tendency to just ricochet off if you got your shield. But when I get tired of holding my shield and place it down, that's when your feelings get hurt. That's when you start taking things a little personal. That's when people say some things about you and and that was just nasty and your feelings and your heart gets hurt. And you know what you do? When, When you really don't feel too well, you start taking off other things because it's uncomfortable. You start taking off your breastplate. You start taking off your belt. And you start taking off your shoes. And you've become vis- exactly vulnerable at that state. Everything that was supposed to protect you, you took off because you didn't have your shield up. You didn't hold it enough to protect you from that fiery dust. Now, I know you're going to ask this question. Why should I put on a helmet? <laughs> that's, that's a funny thing. That felt, the helmet is there to protect this. Yes. It's just something about our minds. You take a person's mind, you have his body, you have his will. Wow. If you take their minds. Yes. You, you put this shield on, you put this helmet on to protect you in that aspect. Let me give you an example. Listen, for all you motorcycle riders, there are full-face helmets and there are half helmets. Full face helmets cover the entire part of your body. It covers from the top, the entire part of your head, it talks from the top of your head all the way under your chin, a little bit of your neck. A full face helmet will give you the protection that you need just in case you fall, just in case. But it's been proven that if you wear a half helmet, I can laugh about it now. If you wear a half helmet, when you do end up falling, you'll find out that you'll have blemishes that you'll never be able to return back to. You'll always have a reminder of why you should have that helmet on. Everybody said, well, 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 you can stop all of that from happening because you don't have to ride. 
but I was riding anyway. <laughs> Reality was, if I had everything I needed on, that wouldn't happen. Wow. Amen? Wow. See, I can talk about it now, so it, God will always give you something to preach about. Amen? Yeah. He will always give you something to preach about. Yeah. Lastly, he will give you the sword, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. <laughs> Listen. It's not enough for you to sound like a Christian. You need to look like one. You know something? A soldier is no offense to me when he doesn't have a weapon. You don't really mean anything to me because reality is I, can, I think I can take you. But it's something different when you have a weapon in your hand. Now I'm second guessing. Maybe I need to go on this side of the church because they're all armed. That's what we have to remind the devil. Every time, y'all forgive me now, but every time he acts up, just do this. <laughs> Don't forget, I'm saved, I'm sanctified, and I have my sword. When he knows that, he have a tendency to say, mm, I got to back off him, I need to come around and try it another way. Every time he looks at you, he should say, he should second guess. He should always second guess you. Mm, I need to attack him because he's attacking me. But I can't go to him forward. I might have to go through the, no, the back is secure too. Maybe I go to the, the left is secure. Man, he got his wife on the left side. I can't go that way. He's secure because he has everything he needs. But we always ask the question, why? Why do we need all this stuff? Why do we have all this gear on? What does the scripture say? Because you are going against evil. You're not fighting against man in the front of you or beside you. You're not fighting that person in front of you. You're not fighting that person beside you. It is, honestly, it's not about them. You are fighting against more than you can see with your natural eyes. You see, the devil wants you, the evil one, the two-faced, sloop-faced, whatever you want to call him. That guy, that guy wants you to focus on the carnal things and not acknowledge that there's a spiritual root. Those carnal things, it's easy to see because it takes no work whatsoever. But those spiritual things take you getting before the face of God. Those spiritual things, a spiritual eyesight, it's just not something you pick up. It's something that you endow, you get yourself endowed in the word of God, and he'll show you the invisible. He'll show you those things that are attacking. And you know something? Most of the time, he'll show you before they attack. You know, when Elijah was with, with Elijah, and, and he was talking about the, the enemy is coming, and, and we're going to perish, and this and that, and Elijah was standing like, what are you talking about? See, I don't see what you see because I got the right eyes on right now. I have the spirit. I'm in the spirit. It shows me that there are more with us Amen. than against us. You know, I don't have to worry about those things. Sometimes you got to stand up and say, you know some Lord, I can't see right now, so I need you to give me sight beyond sight. I need sight beyond sight so I can see the things that the devil is about to do. And sometimes God said, now that you can see it, I'm going to let him get a little bit closer so you can flex your muscles. I'll let him get a little bit closer to you so you can flex a little bit. So you can show them that, listen, you don't have to bow. You never have to bow. 
because I'm with you always, even until the end of the world. You see, the devil wants us to deal with surface issues and forget about those root problems. You know why he wants you to know, don't, don't focus on the root problems? You know why? Because that root, if you don't take care of it, it'll grow back. He said he's delivered this year, but I guarantee I get him next year. All because we didn't crook up the root of the problem. Surface issues, that's good, but you need to dig down deep and pull out those roots. See, that's why verse 19 is important. It says, because it directs us to pray in the spirit for all believers. Put on that sight. Be able to see those things that are going on. Sight beyond sight. Pray for those individuals. Listen, I need you. I need you. I don't know how you feel about me, but I need you. Because there are some times that I'm not going to be on top of the world. And I need for you to pull me up. I need for you to watch my back. I need for you to call those things that are not as though they were. I need for you to to take on the armor of God and protect me just for a period of time. Amen? Listen, what's unique about the military is that you have a group of people that are from different backgrounds. Each one of them have a different skill. Each one of them came from a different background, different race, different creed, color. It does not matter. Each one of them are different. But what I love about the military is that although we're all different, we all have the same mission. And what they do is they train us to learn to work with people that are different. We start working with those ones that are different. The dialect may be different. So guess what? It's not that I would talk about the dialect, but I get to know what the dialect means. I start listening now to my brother and my sister. Oh, for a while, when he first met him, I couldn't understand anything he said. But now, that's who I ride with. That's who I'm with all the time because he is truly the soldier that needs, that's going to protect me. So that's what I love about the military. Each one of us are different, and we join together. We have the same mission. It's so unique. It's a very unique organization, and they bring us together. They train us together, and once we train together, we fight together. We fight together. Each member is different. And you know what? Each person is different for a reason, because guess what? I can't be everything. You know something, I'm so glad that I don't have to be everything anymore. God has finally let me understand you don't have to be everything. You know why? You don't have to be good at this at all. You know why? Because my sister, she's great at it. He's great at it. She's great at it. So guess what? Now I can relax a little bit. I can stop. I don't have to be something that I'm not anymore. I could just be the child that God has called me to be. I'm strong in this area. You want to come against me, come in this area right here. This is my domain. But over here, I'm still not afraid of you because he's got my back. You always, as they say in the military, I got your six. I always have you. You don't have to be in this thing alone anymore. We're wrestling against against evil spirits. We're wrestling against things in our own little clauses, but we never turn to our brothers and sisters and say, I need help. 
But what we do is we cry out to the Lord and say, Lord, we need for you to deliver us. We need for you to set us free. And he's saying to you, I sent you a brother or a sister to walk with you. I sent you somebody that's not only walking with you, but they live right down the street. Some of them live right across the street from you. But your pride has you hostage and you'll suffer in the process. We're held hostage because we have so much pride, and I don't want you to know that I have a weakness. Instead of saying, listen, when I come to you, no offense, I'm not really coming to you. I need the God in you. I need to look past your body. I need to look past your eyesight, past what you may say, and see the God in you and say, the God in you, I need for you to help me. And you you know what that does for me? It charges my spirit, man, to go to work. You understand what I'm saying? He gave you a sword for a reason. I've seen people fight with swords. Sometimes you can block something with a sword. Amen? You can block that blow with a sword. Everybody says it's just for, it's a defensive sometimes, but many times it's an offensive. I don't mind offending. Sometimes you got to offend. That's what people are looking for. Listen, you won't hurt my feelings protecting me. You don't, you know, so my pride is so low, it doesn't matter. You know, they said, well, you, you never should let a woman fight for you. Be my guest. <laughs> I trust the God in you. Be my guest. You, I, I, don't, I don't have to worry about it. Guess what? I don't even have to get dirty this time. I need for you to be there for me. We need one another. And that's all he's saying in these scriptures is he wants us to be united. He wants us to be united for a reason. Why? Because we will protect each other and that we'll make it through this without a blemish. Listen, there's a call. There's a call that God has for us, for our brothers and our sisters. I love that surpasses all understanding, getting to know one another, coming closer to one another, knowing their weaknesses, knowing their strengths, because we need one another. That's what I love about this body, because we have a smorgasbord of different people here from different backgrounds. I can tell you right now, if I wanted a house build, there's somebody in the house. There's an electrician somewhere. And that's right, Ed. There's an electrician somewhere. There's always something that I need in the house of God. But if I don't touch you by your heart, you'll never be wanting, you'll never want to hurt me. If I always shoo you away, if I get in my own little cliques, I will not have the resources needed to build. See, that's what the devil has been doing to us. He has been having us captive because when we leave here, we hear all kinds of stuff outside of the body. We hear all this stuff, and we expect to use that when you come in the house, but it just don't work. I had the best time, and I'm going to close it. The best time I had yesterday is when I was working with Ed. I never knew Ed like that. Totally different, per- totally different perspective. I'm just used to him handing out candy. 
But this brother loved on me while we worked together, we sweated together, and the whole time I'm like, slow down. I don't want us to get in trouble. I, I don't want to, nothing should happen to you because we're going to get in trouble. Don't, please don't let anything. The whole time I'm loving on him. It's like, I've been knowing this guy all my life. The love that I grew just, yes. just that, that short period oh, of time right. is the love that God put together. He said, that's your brother. Amen. If anybody comes around, you can call Ed. Yeah. Right. He's going to be there for you. Right. And he will mess with electricity even if he don't know what to do. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. The love that we, 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 we shared yes. on yesterday was phenomenal. Yes. And I believe that's what God is calling us to do as men and women of Christ. Amen. We have to put ourselves, put down, put down selfish mentality. Stop putting up barriers. Everybody's not out to harm you. And if you're truly in the spirit, God will already show you the ones that are trying to throw darts. Amen. And guess what? He never tells you to run from them. He just puts your shield up and blocks the darts. Wow. Don't, don't fight. Sooner or later, they're going to run out of ammo. And then they're going to learn to love. Amen. Sooner or later, they will run out of ammo and they'll learn to love. Yes. But you got to first show yourself that you're going to love them. Amen. Amen. And that concludes today's sermon. Thanks again for tuning in to the Restoration Foursquare Church audio podcast. We're glad that you were able to hear this sermon so that your journey in following Jesus would be encouraged and empowered. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please visit our website by going to r4sq.org. We pray you have a great week. God bless.